Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Sebastian, what's this one for? Small screen 90s? What the hell is that? Chris Barnes and AMJ review shows from the 90s out of 90. Why the hell would you do that for? They've got a new Patreon. Ah, oh, begging for money now, is it? What'd you get from it? Exclusive episodes, yes. Early episodes, you get to hear it before anyone else. Merch, yeah, and so much more. That's very vague. And recording of live shows. Oh, nice. So where can you go and get this? The Small Screen 90s Patreon page on Patreon. Oh, that's good, isn't it? The Trophy Good Podcast was always better. didn't see you there hello listener you're listening to small screen 90s with me amj and him chris barnes uh, still still you've not changed the old name to hide away anymore have you no we're not on this anyway it not I've on got this. the people can't see my face on this so it's fine it's true they can't see your face no it's not, and if, that's and if they can put down the lsd yes stop looking at my face this, right, this, we've gone in weird early, haven't we? We have so, gone in there. If you can see Chris's face staring at the speaker, one, yeah. you need to stop doing what you're doing, or two, you've bought a small screen 90s speaker that projects both of our faces out of each side. <laughs> and plays hits from the 90s, like uh, Timmy Mallet's Itsy Witsy Teeny Winnie Hello Polka Dot Bikini. I did pick the longest start I could think of. You, you smashed it, though. That's what I like to say. And can I just apologise for my performance on last week's podcast? I had taken about 12 cold and flu uh, capsules and mm. may have seemed a bit more drowsier than usual. This was brought to my attention more so on Wednesday night, where I took the same amount and felt really high on stage, like my body was trying to leave my skin. And uh, it was an interesting 24 hours. But you know what? I got through it. And I just want to thank anyone for listening and your lovely comments that have come in. Did the gig go all right? The gig went really, really well. Like, so well that I almost, like, considered going, maybe I should just take a few more cold and flu from now on, but pop a few, then go on stage. But you know what that oh. leads on to? Lemsip. I thought you meant, oh... Now I've done the best gig I'll ever do. I just quit. That's it. I'll finish now. That's it. Now I've done the best gig ever. That's it. It's over. Imagine if it was that easy. You've just got a peak and that's it. And there's there any comedians that have done that just said, that's it. I've just done the best one I'll ever do. I'm not doing it anymore. Finished. No, I don't. Well, because everybody, you know what comedians are like. Even if you did the greatest gig that has ever been performed by anyone ever, there would still be something wrong with it. There'll still be one audience member that wasn't smiling or something. I put my hat on the wrong way around or something. Like, oh, you put your hat on the wrong way. You didn't have your lucky stone in your pocket. Your belt was done the wrong way. I used to have lucky shirts, but then I've been beaten in competitions wearing all the shirts, so that doesn't count anymore. Maybe they're unlucky shirts. <gasps> Maybe. 
Maybe they're not lucky for you, but for someone else. <laughs> Maybe you need to hand over those shirts. Don't do it, Trev. Don't let the youngsters take our times. Yeah, I'm not having the George Classics that I've purchased over the years. And one George from Camden. Classics. Ooh, so, yeah, you <laughs> slip that in. And one from Camden. Is there an Asda in Camden? There is. But my original shirt was actually my brother's. He went on holiday and he bought loads of Hawaiian shirts. So when I was designing a character, I thought I can't wear my own clothes. So I nicked one of his shirts. <laughs> That's the way to do it. What yeah. an origin story. If only Spider-Man would have started the same way. And my braces came from me trying to audition for Britain's Got Talent, doing some kind of Cockney dance. So I thought I'd put, give them to Trevor. I thought this earlier. No, no one wants to hear this. Only I like talking about the behind the scenes of comedy, of my comedy. <laughs> it's my like com listening to how uh, Charles Chaplin became Charlie, isn't it? Yeah. He, <laughs> he had a big moustache and he said, no, 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 no. Shave it down a bit. Get, get a hat on. Yeah. <laughs> Put those shoes on the wrong way. Come on. Come on, Charlie. And look, Doing this week's show. Oh, sorry. Look, yeah, look at me. <laughs> What was that? You turned into an announcer really quickly during this week's show. No, during this week, I just had more respect for Harry Hill watching TV Burt stuff when he made TV Burt. Watching yes. telly, I mean, when he watched telly, I was like, because he used to watch weeks worth of Coronation Street for a five second joke. And I was like, uh, yeah, I can understand why you've stopped now. I, I think. An hour and 30 into Big Breakfast the other week did it for me of thinking, oh, one, let's not pick anything that is that long ever again. And irrelevant, because it's nearly 30 years old. I uh, preferred this show when I did no prep, when I did nothing to stand up, didn't know who Arthur was. I didn't even know he was a cartoon. And look at our viewing figures now. We've got one yeah. new viewer. Hello, hope you're enjoying if you didn't think we'd know it was you, uh, we do. You're right, Paul. We, we don't turn off, please. <laughs> don't turn off. But do you know what? It wouldn't be small screen 90s if we weren't reviewing shows from the 90s. Now, if you haven't listened to this before, what we do is we take great 90s television shows and we review them out of 90 and put them in a massive leaderboard. So our first one of this week is... Bally Kiss Angel. we pick this for do i pick well, it i remember <laughs> I, I i wanted to go for one of those dramas you know one of those kind of bbc dramas before everyone just got murdered and it was just a nice thing like a vicar goes to a new parish uh parish parish and uh the woman from a uh, good night sweetheart follows in there and i thought this would be fun to revisit this it's like watching paint dry well, I thought that at the beginning, because did you watch episode one? I watched episode one. I'll be honest, I watched seven and a half minutes of this. I am a professional. I was going to stop and start watching Father Ted, but I stopped and I, I finished the whole episode. <laughs> Where I watched it, is it looked like it was longer than it was. So I thought, oh, I've got another 40 minutes left. It isn't. Where I watched it, it finishes and then it starts playing again from the beginning. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful, but nothing really happens though. Like, and yes. it's such a great caliber of actors in it for it to be oh. so bad. Yeah, but you only got seven minutes in, you don't know what happened. It's all I needed, Chris. All I needed to understand <laughs> it seven minutes. Seven minutes is all anyone needs of anything in life to realize if it's going to work or if it's going to be any good. Name something in life right now the Bible. The Bible, seven minutes of that, you get the old gist of it literally if you turn this off read seven minutes of the bible come back to me the seven minute rule people when you want to work relationships <laughs> films 
jobs. I reckon you can work out if a job's going to be shit within the first seven minutes of it. Have you noticed that you're saying this in a podcast where people could now turn off within seven minutes? <laughs> exactly. This is it. I'm in your head, people. I'm in your ears. I'm in Stop. your soul. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> stuff did happen in it. He arrives what stuff at, did happen? He arrives on a bus and then the something falls down the hill and uh, it doesn't get broken because I've watched later on it isn't broken. It rolls down the hill, it almost hits this bus that the vicar's in. And I thought it was whiskey galore. I thought I put on the wrong film and they'll be like <laughs> loads of whiskey coming out of it. <laughs> so then the, the vicar decides he's going to walk into town. He goes, oh, it's not that far. Walk into town. Turns out in the box is a new confession box for the church with a fax machine in it. And he meets the woman from Goodnight Sweetheart and they don't get on. And then, but then through the episode, you know, look, I'm just looking at you <laughs> thinking he's getting bored as I'm speaking. <laughs> but you're not really, could you imagine going into a boardroom and pitching that? Of that is the opening scene. He was a sexy vicar, like Andrew Scott, I put. He was a very sexy vicar. I will not ever debate that he isn't a sexy vicar. I'd say he's in the top five sexy vicars ever. Name them now. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Scott. Yeah, that's one. Uh, uh, the, the, the guy who used to play keyboards, Reverend Coles. He, he, yeah, he's a sexy Reverend vicar. Coles. Reverend Coles, uh, Dawn French, she, she's Dawn a sexy French. vicar. Yeah, uh, 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 what about the Archbishop, Archbishop of Canterbury? Yeah, oh, I don't think I don't find him that sexy. The Bishop of Bath and Wells. Yeah, that's a sexy vicar. Well, that's a bishop, isn't it? You can't you can't just change from bishop to vicar. Not in this game. So when I was watching it, I got the dread of a Sunday night watching programme and thinking, oh, no, I've got to go to school tomorrow. It's also the plot of Doc Martin. A man comes into the village and does his job and everyone, well, people get on with him, the, the vicar. I've not, you've noticed that I can't even remember what his name was. You know, the Don Thompson, John Thompson, yeah, John Thompson was in it as well. He's in the vicar. Was John Thompson in it? No, no, it's Stephen Tompkinson. Forty Shades of Grey. They said at one point. <laughs> did I they? did watch it. To, I did watch it to the end. Oh, I feel bad now, Chris. I just found it too much. I don't know what happened because, like, I I There's... had a bit of a free day, and like usually I get sucked into gold <laughs> on the TV, and then I realised I've just watched a whole episode of Last of the Summer Wine or something like that. And I started watching Balikis Angel and realised I'm in my mid-thirties. I can't. I just, I just can't have two no, shows no. like. I did give up, and I thought, no, I've got, I've got to keep going. <laughs> got to do it for the show. You've got to do it for you. And I admire that. I really do admire that. But the and the end, in the end, the confession box wouldn't open, so they'd lift it out the roof because the ch church roof had got a hole in it. <laughs> Classic Bally K. Yeah. Classic Bally K. Do you know, like those certain like Sunday night shows, there was never much thought that went into them. And I love the way that it even had a vicarage, because back in the 90s, religion mattered to the British public a bit more than it does now. What do we give well, it? <laughs> well, considering I turned off seven minutes in, and I'll be honest, I turned off to go and watch clips of Father Ted. I'm thinking this is my and, and, and the parody of Father Ted of Bellicus Angel, which they're in, they're in it, aren't they? The Christmas special at it. the beginning, yeah. Yeah, when he's running along the beach and said, Yeah, the second greatest. Yeah, so what do we give Father Ted then? <laughs> well, Father Ted mm. isn't on trial right now, but it will oh, be. Right. 
when we're really running out of ideas in about four episodes. But Billy Kashane, well, the thing is as well, did you enjoy it? In the end, I did. But did you in the laugh? beginning, I was like, is this going to get going? I didn't laugh. No. <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, there was a man trying to... Did get going? Using the confessional to ask if he could have sex with his girlfriend was one of the plot points that happened as well. Oh, such an odd plot. Is it okay to have sex with your girlfriend? What did he say? He said, is, is it alright for me to have sex with my girlfriend? No, I meant what was the advice given? Oh, oh, um... I, you, I didn't you can't... Really do a better accent than me. <laughs> That's not what I meant. He said, you can, you can, but I, I wouldn't agree with it. And then they basically went up to them, their dad and said, uh, oh, well, the vicar said it's all right. And then he was going to go up and have a go at him. And that's when he got locked in the confession thing. We've got gold coming up, people. Don't worry, strap in. Well, uh, well, first we're going to rate this. I don't feel I should have any ratings on it because I only watched seven minutes and I've watched longer Facebook ads. What are you going to give it? I will give it 15. 15? Yes. One and five. So I think it could be one of the lowest scoring ones so far. I have to check the leaderboard very shortly. So 15 for Bally Kiss Angel. Uh, if you are thinking about going and re-watching it, please do not. So our next show, I need to say, is one of the greatest shows ever. It is indeed City and Co. Hey, ho, it's City and Co. Everybody say hello! There's Sooty and Sweep, a panda called Sue, and little cousin Scampy too. There'll be fun galore with the terrible four. Just you wait and see. It's Sooty and Company. Sooty and Company. Do you like that I'm giving it a little bit of space for the themes now? Yeah, I know. You know how I edit it. See, see, it's working. So I don't want people listening to this thinking like, oh, Sooty, no, Sooty and Co. Somehow, Matthew Corbett has got hold of a small business where he's running a shop. And who better to help you run a shop than four puppets? And watching this back, it just, just brought so much delight, especially the little Sooty and Co van that could never fit any stock in whatsoever. And uh, actually, I'll tell you the thing that annoyed me. I really don't like Sue. Oh, I think she's got a sexy voice. Do you think Sue's got a sexy voice? Oh, don't do that, Sooty. It sounded nothing like that. Oh, Sooty. Oh, go, Sooty. <laughs> what was that? What episodes did you watch? Did, what I was watched the Jack D one. You watched the Jack D one? Yeah. I watched the first episode when they move into the shop. Uh, I watched the one where Sweet was homesick and he was just crying and they were all kind of rubbing his back. I look at the beginning, um, Matthew Corbett comes in and goes, oh, hello. I was like, yep, that's what you got to do on a kids' TV show. Just pretend that you didn't realise the camera is about to roll. I, <laughs> I had a brilliant conversation with Parrot Face, like last lockdown, about Harry Corbett. And how oh, like his oh, dad, and, and apparently he never wanted to take it over. He was more into like arts and kind of music and stuff. But he's just brilliant in it, Matthew Corbett. And it's just you don't get that with kids presenters. It, I, I'll say this now: it's probably because I grew up with it. But you generally feel like those puppets are real. And even when working with Sooty, Clang, here's a name drop, about 10 years ago, but you didn't want to go near the puppets because you felt like they were real. And that's what a good kids presenter can do. They can give you a sense of magic whilst talking to puppets and running a small business where Jack D will appear at any moment. I watched two episodes. So I watched it, it, more episodes of that than I watched Balakis Angel. They... They couldn't remember something, so they uh, Matthew would put a knot into a hanky. And ironically, so would the puppets. So every week he has a scenario and they seem to be doing it as well, out of nowhere. 
he said, oh, it might it might be something for you to remind you to buy something like, um, I don't know, buy some coal. I was like, when is this set? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buy some coal <laughs> in 19 Britain. It just seems like a weird jump as well. Like, right, City is a puppet, this sweet, this soothe, his little cousin Scampy. Yeah. yeah oh, he's, he's Scrappy there. Doo of the, of the whole thing, isn't he? Oh, well, he's definitely Scrappy Doo. But, but like, who sat there? And they did this with Tailspin as well. I thought, let, let them have a little shot. It was like open all hours with puppets. <laughs> it, it made no sense whatsoever why they were running that shop. It was up there with Tailspin, where someone must have been high one day, gone into the Disney offices and went, you know, you know, Jungle Book, yeah. Why don't we take Baloo the Bear and put him in charge of a freight company? <laughs> it makes no... Like, honestly, I, I've watched a lot of Tailspin because my favourite thing as a kid, like, my favourite Disney cartoon. And it is just so dull watching it back. Like, why is he running a freight company? Makes no sense whatsoever. And, like, why have you put all the characters from the Jungle Book in it? Like, Shere Khan is, like, an evil kind of Jeff Bezos character. And it's like, <laughs> why have you done this? Like, what were you smoking at that point making this? They did it a lot, though. Chippendale Rescue Rangers as well, which is coming back as a film. But Sooty and Company just seemed really... It felt so British. You know, like, the things that feel British in this country, for me, Countdown, The Antiques Roadshow, and uh, watching people have arguments over scones. Like, things that feel British, but we know for a while they're not British, because we don't talk about the things that are British, because that in itself is British. Well, the woman that came in to sell them smoke alarms in one episode I watched, it did turn into, like, an episode of Corrie, which is like, Oh, do you want to buy these smoke alarms? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Tibbs is going to um, shut you down if you don't buy these smoke alarms. Why Why is, uh, why is Sweep not been ever taken to the vet to remove that squeaker from his... <laughs> it's not how dogs talk, is it? I The, the greatest thing when I worked on City, City Live, and I'm really name-dropping it, is there was a five-minute segment in the show where Sweep sings a Pavarotti song with the squeaker, and it is sheer genius, and I don't think it's given enough credit. <laughs> also, Sooty went to a fire station for... Well, it wasn't for any reason. At the end, the uh, place burnt down because they tried to work out how to work the smoke smoke alarms. Hmm. So you didn't watch the Jack D one? No, I'd watched it recently anyway. To like, you know, when you have a moment thinking, did that really happen? It did happen. And it did happen. What I like is that they go downstairs and there's Chekhov's cake in the middle of the shop. It's like, well it's obvious what's gonna happen. Just when is it gonna <laughs> happen? When's it gonna go off? Jack D sort of laughs at a joke. He looks just looks demented. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> have you don't know how to fake laugh, Jack Z? Quite a cheery man in real life. Yeah, he only did it because he wanted to give up stand up, and then thought sod this, and then everyone's like, "This is really funny that you don't care anymore." Exactly. Oh yeah. I, is it is it just me or Jack D looks like Mr. Tumble? Weirdly, yes, and and it, it made me feel a bit odd towards the end but if we want to deep dive in this in one of the first jack d live videos i believe the one from 1992 uh fast forward listeners if my voice is already draining on it but the one on 1992 features a joke that he always wanted a sooty puppet and his mum made one for him and it was green so i don't know if that's just a callback to everything Boy. or if it's just me <laughs> saying something that didn't need to be said and subtly regretting speaking out loud at <laughs> this moment in time. Well, then Sweet was obsessed with being famous, so he went on Stars in Your Eyes. And I think he did the Pavarotti singing and some other songs that I blanked out, but 
it just real like what and also matthew doing a voiceover going oh sweet's having a dream he's dreaming about being on stars in their eyes like it's the norm most normal thing in the world I... <laughs> i've only ever lost it once with like no, no tell a lie there's been a few times in my adult life when i've met a celebrity and gone <gasps> and you know when your heart stops because it's them um, and I never ever met Matthew Corbett. When Richard Cadell took over City, the voiceover was Matthew Corbett. And I remember being backstage and be like, that's Matthew Corbett. That's Matthew Corbett. It was like I was visited by like a superstar. So God help me if I ever meet the legend that is Matthew Corbett. So we're trying to get him on this. You can try. I thought we can. I saw Ralph Little in a, a beef eater, and I was just mm-hmm. like. That's Ralph Little. I thought I didn't really care about Ralph Little, but there's Ralph Little. That's so a good spot. that is. Has Ralph Little been in City and Co? No, he hasn't. He should be in City and Co, though, shouldn't he? I think that's someone who could very well be. In. I, I, I loved it. I thought it was a great show. I think the yes. shows like it. Yes, I'm speechless. Yes. <laughs> You're speechless. <laughs> I have nothing more to say. It wasn't the worst thing I watched this week. Well, after the first one, it makes it look like bloody Citizen Kane, doesn't it? So, yeah, right. Yeah, what we've got to do is not pick them the minute we finish doing this. We've got to think about it before we yeah, pick another one. Maybe have a nice big bath and then sit and relax yeah. and then decide what are we going to review, which does leave us with the scoring of yes. City & Co. Also, brilliant theme tune. There'll be fun. One of the lyrics, that bungalow with the terrible four. Just you wait and see. Why are they the terrible four? Like, they should be like the fun four or something. Yeah. Why hasn't hasn't Matthew got his own kids? Why is he now (laughs) looking after these furry people? (laughs) Maybe he does have his own kids. But he doesn't want to see the faces of his kids, so he put glove puppets on them. Two of them are mute. One of them dresses up in school uniform when he clearly had, probably has never been to school. <laughs> there's, the, there's the lady who's obviously, obviously a Karen, and then yeah. there's the dog that needs to go to the vet and have that fucking <laughs> squeaker removed from him. <laughs> they weren't going to understand him. It was like, oh, yeah, yes, yes, sweet. <laughs> Help him! He's crying. He's just crying for help. Please help me. It's very much Dave from Alvin and the Chipmunks. It's never explained. It, you just got to go with it. Of going, how did he end up in care of these four <laughs> enchanted puppets? The fire fire brigade turn up and they just look and just say, "Oh yeah, yeah this is just a bloke who's got some talking puppets." Yeah, that's fine. That's normal. It's weird, isn't it? But no one else is talking puppets in the rest of it. That's that's weird. It's never addressed in the rest of the universe. <laughs> the universe. The, S, the SU, as it's known. The SU, uh, extended universe. Uh, and how did they get the bank loan for that business? Because <laughs> times were easier back then. Actually, don't now have we cust- <laughs> don't have any customers. Jack D, all he wanted to do was... Uh, he wanted, he doesn't know how to laugh because he makes other people laugh and didn't know how to laugh himself. So they made him laugh. And then he just left the shop. He didn't buy anything. He didn't even browse. It's not yeah. how business works, Matthew. Not how business works. And this this is why you moved out of that big house with that weirdly small room with the miniature beds, which I watch back and think, oh, that he didn't need that old room for that setup. In all fairness... All those puppets could have just slept in the cabinet. They could have done. Like, didn't need the extravagance of a massive double room for four puppets. What was his dad called? Harry, wasn't it? Harry Gorbett, yeah. They're apparently, if they went on Honda and left Sooty behind, they'd drive home and pick him up and bring him back with him. So that, that, is, that is a bit weird. That doesn't surprise me. I need to find a clip of that conversation we had. It's, it's online, it's genius. It's just one of those things that I won't do it justice right now, but you know, when you talk about something, it's someone going, yeah. <laughs> but it's not about that right now. It's about... No. Sissy and Co. Not even high. 
Not even Se- higher this week. Se- 71. 71? <laughs> <laughs> why, why 71? 69, then. 69. Which I think... Do you know what? I'll go with you 69 on that. And I think yeah. that makes it the highest score in 90 show. Does it? I, th- I thought there were things above it. Actually, cut that out. <laughs> cut that, please cut that out. That is going to stay in. I thought Art Attack was higher. I thought Art Attack was 80. Art Attack was, I believe. But it's all right, we're fine. If you're listening to this and you want a genuine representation of shows from the 90s, then I suggest you buy an encyclopedia and not this. Uh, I'm going to go with 69, which means it's up there. Yeah, but it won't be the last one. Well, it won't be the last one. I mean, we've started on the back end deliberately with these. I I love, I like it. Do you know what? I'd be happy to show my kids that. Don't have kids yet. And by the time I do, and they are the age to watch it, they'll be about 40 years old. That's depressing to think. I used to watch it after school. I used to come home and watch City and go and think, oh, that's what the modern workplace looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and it don't. That is the modern way. <laughs> this is the modern way. Uh, well. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's not time for Kaiser Chiefs. It's time for shooting stars. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the celebrity TV quiz, Shooting Stars. That was actually like the intro to the Harry Hill show. That uh, we'll be doing that as well. Oh, spoiler! Sorry. It, it, 
it was a great trip down memory lane. So what episode did you watch? I watched Ladies' Night and I watched another one. Oh, Stephen Fry was on it. Oh, I watched one with Mark Owen just because there's a joke in there and it really made me laugh like years ago. And you know when you look back and see, does that joke still make me laugh? And it did. It was like Mark Owen was sat on a big stool and halfway through, Vic's like, what's under that stool, Mark? And he's like, nothing, nothing's under that stool. What's under that? And he gets out a knife and cuts open the stool and it's just loads of Vic's nasal inhalers and sinus sprays and he just throws them up in the air. And then he gives him a fire extinguisher to sit on and he sits down and it just goes everywhere and they fall over. It just, it's just genuinely fun. And who doesn't like Mark Owen? No. no. I, when I was little, I had a Shooting Stars book where you could play Shooting Stars. And I think it's been thrown out. I can't find it anywhere. And I don't want to buy it on eBay again. But you could play Shooting Stars and they'd have questions on there. And the club singer round would be on there as well. <laughs> it's and Mark, great. Gone. Okay, on. No, no, I insist. No, you, then no, you when go. we do this in real person, we won't have this. <laughs> no, 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 you go first. You go first. You go first. I'm saying that Mark uh, Lamar looked quite... Mark, Mark Lamar. Mark. <laughs> um, Fuck it out. I no, watched no, it. Go. Like, <laughs> I watched it, and I was amazed by how happy Mark Lamar looked, because he meant to be the grumpy one. Well, then. I, uh, <laughs> I, I've forgotten how much I love Mark Lamar. And I'll go this far as well. I think he was probably the best Buzzcocks host. Hands down. Over Simon Amstel any day. I mean, yeah. Just I've, I watched the top 10 Mark Lamar moments recently. And the man's just brilliant. He's so dark, but, but great at the same time. Him beating up. Bill Bailey with one of the cards is one of the funniest things ever. Oh, Bill Bailey is. being hurt. I love Bill Bailey, but Bill Bailey being in pain is the funniest thing ever. It's the same Bill... slapping the Queen, isn't it? Yeah, because Bill kept saying stuff like um, every answer to the uh, missing lyrics around at the end. He just kept adding animals in. And Mark was like, right, you're going to have this. And Anyway, we're not reviewing <laughs> Buzzcocks. We're not. Is it, it? Is it number one? Shooting stars. Is it number two? Balikas Angel. <laughs> is it number four? I tell you what, though. Who took over from Mark Lamar? Will was Self. It Will Self. First, yeah. and then it was Jack D. Jack D. Heavy this week. It is Jack D. Heavy. What a great week. And also Johnny Vegas was on it for quite a bit. Matt Berry was on it. And, and let's not forget George Dawes. Yeah. Well, I've done a panel show with Mark Simmons, and I've been the George Dawes character, and I can understand Matt Lucas wanted to do his own thing because I just sat there <laughs> bored drawing pictures while they did the the thing. Because I think I watched the episode, I think like Matt comes in like three times, but every time he does, it's really funny. It's like, go on, Matt, go on, you should have your own series. Oh, and Arika Johnson was on it, wasn't it? Arika Johnson. I used to love when Bob used to just keep ridiculing her the whole time. Arika, ka, ka, ka. She's football crazy. She's football mad. I can't think of a footballer, Rika, as an ad. <laughs> what was your favourite? The dove from above, Donald Cox, the sweaty fox, or the car that had a bum on the back of his boot? <laughs> <laughs> dove from above, hands down. Just for a They really didn't need to have to change, did they? All you have to do is put jokes on the dove and then do whatever you want. Don't need a car with a bottom at the back. Well, if we've learned anything from Sooty and Co, nothing really needs a rebound. Going up to a female guest and rubbing your legs might not not go down in 2022 well, anymore. Acceptable. Especially if you're Sooty, because he hasn't got any. Except if, uh, weirdly, if it's a different shot, I've noticed. It's going to throw that out there, people. You always see him running, but you never see his top half running. And they did a thing where you had to try and guess what the celebrity was, and it was Martin Clunes having a piss. Martin Clunes having a piss. It was. It was Martin Clunes having a piss. 
Have you got like a bit of an obsession with Martin Clunes? Because I feel he comes up a lot recently in our conversation. No, Out of it, nowhere, like Martin Clunes will come up. I love a bit of Doc Martin. I know, there's, I know. Well, we, we're all aware of that on the circuit. There's a there's a running joke where um, Trevor says it's the best program ever. Sodja Peaky Blinders and uh, Squid Game. Doc Martin, that's where it's at. And it's coming to end soon. You know what you're getting with Dot Mine, don't you? You've not got to follow it or watch it back to understand it. It's just in its own universe of Dot Martin. It's like House. There's a diagnosis, which turned out to be wrong. There may be a second one, and then the right diagnosis, and he saves the day and he goes home. Every week is the same thing. Oh, it could be this. Oh, it's not this. It's that. And then they give him an ejection, and he's on his way, or she's on her way. See, it's very much like Columbo. He go in, see there's been a terrible murder, act like he doesn't know what's going on, but secretly he does know what's going on. End of episode. And that lasts for apparently eight series. I don't know that to be fact. I've got a box set of Columbo somewhere, and it Thank came in a cigar box set. I also like him doing, Vic Reeves doing a bad joke on the show. He'd do a bad joke and everyone would stop apart from some woman from coronation street i don't know who she is i can't remember what her name was but she she i think she went on television x and did naughty things oh i can't remember what her name was no 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 she's she's an older lady not gold no not gold (laughs) don't make me google it i know i'm trying to think of it yeah but i just used to there's not enough of those shows that just make no sense whatsoever anymore. Imagine trying to get that commission now. Taskmaster, Channel 4 bought it, but if it had been, if they'd been offered it, probably, they probably were offered it in the first place. They'd be like, you what? You've yeah, got, loads of, got comedians doing tasks. They're all doing it now, aren't they? Richard Oldman. Well, that, that format as well has been copied quite a bit recently, I've noticed. There's a few things on Comedy Central that even have the kind of same judges lineup. Like, oh, someone really like pretending to be clever and bossy and someone not so. I'm not mm. gonna name names because I wish to be on these shows. Uh, if anyone from Celebrity Juice is listening, so uh, give me a ring because I am ready to sell out. What you wanna have things poked up your bum by someone from five? Look, if, I, if I'm not doing it on there, I'm doing it to get five minutes at some club somewhere, so don't worry about it. So, what are we giving shooting stars? Shooting stars, I thought it was a great injection of nostalgia. Uh, I want to give it a 70. I think it's still holds out pretty well. Yes, I would agree with that. Wow. They only filmed it in like half an hour. You know, like other panel shows, they take two hours. The longest yeah. they went was was forty minutes because they left everything in. Like, why do it again? Just, just do it. I think that's mm. it. Sometimes just go for it. Sometimes it doesn't need editing. I love the way I'm saying this right now, and I've just got a picture of you in the future going. Oh, he's saying that is it? Doesn't need editing. He's not the one sat here slaving away editing it, and I'm not. So <laughs> I don't. I don't mind editing this. It's a joy. I like sticking in all the all the. Uh, Cutting out stuff like this bit, this bit of a cut out because I don't know what I'm saying. Shall we get on to the to the um, main event? Well, yeah. <laughs> so that is shooting stuff with seventy, and our main event. This this was. Shall we say it together? Shall we say it together? Yes. Pets win win prizes. <laughs> This is the greatest show ever. I don't care if we don't put it in the 90s. This is great. When I watched it, I was like, I will never watch anything funnier. I laughed more at this than I did Shooting Stars, even though I'd watched Shooting Stars before. It's perfect Saturday night entertainment. Go. There was so much, 
so much. One, I love Danny Baker anyway, but even he knows what he is doing. He is not taking the show seriously at all. He's just having much fun as he possibly can. And then I thought, Danny Baker, right? We've got the Bakemeister himself. The Baker, as he's known, because he makes hot, crossed shows. But you've just got Baker. Then who rocks up? Fucking Nutkins. Terry <laughs> Nutkins is on this as well. And I thought, going, right, how can this get any better? Surely pets win prizes. It's a loose title. It'll just be cats and dogs. No, it's everything. It starts off with a tortoise race where only one tortoise out of the three moves and wins. It's just, that's it. That's the opening of it. And I've barely like delved into notes. What were your bits from it, man, that made you think this is the greatest show ever? Well, also, that's not the beginning. The beginning was with the cockerel. They had some cockerels that were asleep. And yeah. uh, it was, they... Got the, they left him in darkness and then they put in light, put them in the open air. And it was the first one to crow, apparently, was the winner. <laughs> I only know that from hearing an interview from him because, well, we've both watched it. That bit isn't in it. And also, I don't, I don't like tortoises. And I thought it was even funnier that I'd picked it, not knowing this, and I had to go and watch the tortoise race. They, they did right. go around a bit. One of them did three laps, they said at the end. Which was never shown, by the way. No, they just said that tortoise had done three laps. Also, the highlight of the episode I watched, I don't know if you watched the same one, was uh, Can You Find Your Stick Insect? Yes. Where? And, <laughs> and the middle one didn't have a stick insect in it. The, and even <laughs> Daddy Baker was like, Look at the joke we've done, there's nothing in that one. <laughs> and the woman who had got the sick insect, obviously didn't like stick insects and was moaning at Daddy Baker. And he was like, well, you should have, you should have done well, the, the tortoise race. I, the stick insect thing as well. Of going back to that, the whole concept was like, can you like work out what stick insect is yours? And, and no, no one pretty much could because stick insects, spoiler alert, look like sticks. And... The thing that makes this show perfect, if this was released now, it would be unironic. But Danny Baker knows exactly what's going on and knows how shit but brilliant this show is. Like, <laughs> this was prime time at one point on the BBC. Uh, also need to add as well, like it was taken over by Dale Winton at some point as well for a different host. But Yeah, well, what happened was... They wanted to get rid of Nutkins, which you don't want to get rid of the Nutkins. And what? Danny's like, and Danny said, well, it's, it's show business, not show mates. So, yeah, get rid of Terry. And then the mirror rang him up and said, apparently you've been kicked off your show and now Dale Winton's hosting it. And he's like, have I? So that's how he found out about <laughs> it. <laughs> he had loads of ideas for series two, which would have gone even weirder. And, and uh, they'd already sacked him. I was like, why did you sack him for? Why every did you sack Nutkins? Every show he'd come up, he said he'd go up to the screen and say, this is your licence fee. Work At the end, didn't he say something like, if anyone asks you what you watched tonight, you have watched television. If anyone says, what did you watch last night, say, I watched some television. It's called... I thought I have. <laughs> I hope my highlight is when it finishes with a quiz about animals. Uh... And like the winner gets to uh, gets to go on this wheel, and this wheel's like a wheel of prizes. And one of the prizes is a trip to New York, a trip to uh, Paris, and a, a book token. And they put a cat on it. <laughs> no, 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 no! You, no, you haven't given him his proper title. He's called the Professor. Oh, the Professor, which is the name of the cat, who has to decide what prize you win. <laughs> And this poor woman was yelling, go back, go back, New York. And it landed on a book token. And the whole crowd like erupted with laughter. Like, you can do that now. You can just put the professor onto a wheel and hope that he goes for like the best prize. There are little treats on, in there quickly, placed around. But... Quickly, 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 quickly. Health farm, you're going no, to no, health no, farm. No, no, no. Yes. Please, New York. Please. It's a New York trip. 
She's moved on to Rome. She's come back with a punch. <laughs> she say, Professor. You were a cat's tail, like literally a cat's whisker, because I'm going to the Big Apple. There was also dogs playing snooker, and the woman won a CD player, which yeah. back then would have been a good prize. But it was what sort was of like... disqualified? Disqualified. The... <laughs> it was like early evening television, and I want to bring on some honourable mentions, which were not bring, brought up on this show. But epic win with Alexander Armstrong. Good epic win! I, like, I used to like that. And what I wish we could talk about is Hole in the Wall with Dale Winton, where people would be fired. Well, this wall would come towards you with a hole in it and you'd end up going in the water. Those were the days, man. Well, this is what the, the sort of genre of this was, wasn't it? It was, it was early evening telly, just before they put on Strictly or something. Before Something that is, is well-made and thought out. You put something mad on. It's almost I'm, pre-pub TV, isn't it? Like before. They've got to bring it back. That, that, that kind of golden... It was just brilliant. It, it really made me like... Like, the ideas were ridiculous. Terry Nutkins just looks really happy to be there as well. Like, and I forget, like, it's not enough people like that. I love Chris Packham, but he always looks a bit pissed off that he's had to show up, doesn't he? Like, I don't think he's ever happy. He's not, he doesn't tune into old country watching. Oh, here he is. Or country file. I don't watch it. He, he never looks happy. Spring watch. Spring watch. And also... Every contestant was given either a prize for them or their dog. And the woman who didn't like stick insects was given... Dog the tree! Yeah, tree for her stick insect. <laughs> well, did you watch one episode? There was a chicken thing. It must have been that. like, And they, they didn't get the prize for the adult. They won what was known as a super coop. Yes, the super coop, yes. <laughs> it was just a big chickens. Oh, I, I think it's the best thing we've watched, honestly. Tetley here has seen you through, so therefore has won you a, a small prize along the way. One of these will be a good prize to a chicken. <laughs> Again, a phrase I didn't find, think I've found myself saying. And there is a prize for you in one of these. So, red or blue, what do you want? Blue. Blue? She's gone for blue. Thank you very, thank you very much. What's she the, could choose. She's got a champion chicken what's here. What's the prize? A holiday in Turkey? No. Oh. <laughs> She's won the chicken prize. It's a super coop. State-of-the-art super coop. <laughs> but technically here in the Like, it, it, it's going to have to be pretty good, whatever beats this. I, I, it's just gold. It's just what you want from the TV at that time. I'm thinking 85. I'm thinking 85 too. I, I, I don't think anything holds it back. I think the audience now... And do you know what I like? The, the idea of a woman losing a trip to New York and winning a book token because of a cat decides to go to the wrong bit of the triangle. It's just pure gold. And an audience who just bursts into laughter. There's no kind of, oh, they generally find it funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think 85. And also at the end, there was a thing that said, uh, do not try any of this stuff at home <laughs> with your pet. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I don't know. He's got a massive snooker table that can fit dogs on. Well, don't let your cat choose if you go on holiday or not. Maybe might be one of them. I might start letting my cat choose if I can go on holiday. Can I just say that wasn't snooker they were playing? Because they didn't have any... I thought when he said, oh, it's going to be snooker, I thought, well, they'll be holding the cues. 
You know, just had knocked balls into holes. Yeah, well, the problem is with that is that the opposable thumb situation there with the dog. I, I, did, put, I did put Super Coop. I put it up the top. <laughs> Super Coop was the greatest thing. But the thing is, again, it's like, I think, like, when I do Jones's Holiday Parks and when you're doing something that you know is a little bit shit, it gives you a bit more joy and people buy into you. And Danny Baker's face... When he gave that woman a massive chicken coop, was just smiling like he was smiling through his eyes, through his ears. It was just pure happiness. You won a super coop. There's not enough of that anymore. I've just got, you've not won what you've wanted. You've won a massive chicken coop, which you probably would have because chickens need big spaces. So I've heard. I have no more information on coops. That's it. That's all I've got. Are we going with 85? We could, we could go with 90. But then I can't, we can't go with 85. We need someone to play with. Go with 85. We're we going with 85. Which yeah. means, people, Pets Win Prizes so far is the greatest show of the 90s. Cue over the top celebration music. <laughs> Annoyed that there's not enough on YouTube to watch any more Pets Win Prizes because I basically watch it every weekend now. I'd buy a box set. I ain't gonna lie. I would buy a box set of Pet Win Prizes. If, if you could buy Pets Win Prizes on Blu-ray or watch it back, I would. It must be on Challenge or something. We've got to get it's Danny one... Baker on there. Well, I, well, I'll try. Let's try and get hold of Danny Baker. It's a big old list of people who are coming on this. Not to discuss any of their great work, to discuss them. Remember this no, show. no, 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 no. He's discussing his seminal work. His he went off to do. Work. He went off to do TFI Friday after it. I thought it was before. I thought he'd been given the TFI Friday money. He also hosted some game show where you uh, you did sitcoms, and the idea was the winning team at the end would get their sitcom played on gold, and then at the end, just before it's about to start, they told him that that wasn't possible. So they had to put on the, so- the sofa of shame at the end. We need to we need to review this. I I, I need to. I, I find a way of getting hold of him. We need to talk to him about it. There's so much, so much more. I think it generally made me happy. Like there are a few things in life that I watch again and again. The East Seventeen reunion documentary, which is one of the greatest works of art ever made. If you haven't seen it. Go and watch it. It's like watching Spinal Tap 2. And this, it, it's almost like Takeshi's Castle on acid. It is a bit. But you also, know, though, he said it earlier, he knew it was shit. He was going, look, come on, come with me. We're having fun. We know this is rubbish. Yeah, but... Exactly that. He knew. He knew it was awful. And he was just like, come on, jump on board. Let's have a bit. We're here now. It's like going it's to a party. Yeah. And you look round, you don't like anyone who's there, but you're there. You're there at the party, and then you think to yourself, Do you know what? Let's just have a conga. And you look round and you see that they've got that painting where dogs are playing snooker, and you think, oh, this would be all right for a light entertainment game show. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, bye-bye, yeah. everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and 
potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.